Next on BYU Sports Nation, the one and only Jamal Williams brings his swag inside our studio. We're talking football and a little fashion with the BYU sophomore standout. Former Cougar quarterback and BYU TV analyst Blaine Fowler on what specific challenges the Broncos of Boise State will bring to Provo on Friday. Plus how the BYU offensive line gets better now and why the BYU defense is still one of the nation's elite despite a 46 spot from Houston. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Tuesday, October 22nd, time to rise and shout, sports friends. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan, wherever and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. BYU football enjoying the benefit of learning and improving while enjoying a four-game win streak. The Cougars addressing some glaring concerns on their drive for five straight wins this Friday night in front of an ESPN national audience. On the heels of a victory that can only be described as an instant classic, the Cougars now return home for a program that has enjoyed almost unparalleled success in college football over the past decade, and I'm speaking of the Boise State Broncos, Jeremy. Yeah, it's a huge game. By the way, if you didn't catch the BYU-Houston game or want to see it again, it was replayed last night on BYU TV. It will be replayed again Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern and Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. But as we look ahead to the Boise State game, this is a huge game. I don't care that Boise State is not ranked. In fact, this week, for the first time in the coaches' poll, they didn't receive a vote at 5-2. and two. That's the first time since 2005. They haven't received a vote. Like I said, it's almost a decade of dominance in that program. And the third winningest program in FBS history. These guys are legit. Even though they're not ranked, perception is huge with Boise State. And this is one of those one of the top 4 games on BYU's schedule. BYU can own the night on Friday. And I, I just think the stakes are really high given that BYU is playing with such momentum. Could beat Boise State, go into a bye week, and pre- prepare for Wisconsin. It's a big couple of weeks and a huge game against the Broncos. Boise State has won the games that they're supposed to win. They lost to Washington, good football team. Lost to Fresno State by one in a shootout. Another good football team, also undefeated. So Ranked 15th now. They don't have any glaring losses. They're still a solid program, and they'll bring some intriguing challenges. As Of course, the, the trick plays that the Broncos are so well known for. Uh, Chris Peterson is uh, tr- the trickeration master He's in, fun. in the West. He's yeah. like you and I playing a college football game. That's how he calls those plays. Not afraid to he take He doesn't go Hail chances. Mary all the time, though, like I do in NCAA college football. <laughs> Let's just chuck it, baby. Fourth and seventeen. Deep outs. <laughs> As always, you can listen to BYU Sports Nation on BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, Sirius XM Channel 143, and Dish Network 980. The show is on demand for your enjoyment every afternoon on YouTube.com slash BYURadio. That, of course, is how you listen, and this is how you join our growing conversation. Send your tweets to at BYU Sports Nation and vote in our daily poll question at BYUTVSports.com. Only two options for you today, but we're going to ask you to be editorial. In, in five years, which team will be, will be considered more of a rival to BYU fans? Boise State or Utah State? We're talking about Utah taking hiatus, plus who's kind of number two, basically. Is what and we're we asking. know Utah is the rival, right. will always be the rival. We're taking them out of the, equa- the equation right now. 
in five years, Boise State or Utah State? Right now, Boise State leading the way at 62%. See, that's interesting. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that if Utah State fans are listening or heard that, they would take that kind of as an insult. Can they maintain the Chucky years is kind of the question there. And I think that the Aggie fan base would argue that, yes, they can. Chucky is a dynamic player. And Chucky He's- year. It was one 11-win season, which was really good. But can they be competitive? Yeah, I think that will, that will determine a lot. If they you are, know then, Boise State's going to bring it. Then maybe, then maybe Utah State stays relevant up there with Boise State. But with BYU having that schedule against the Broncos for so long, uh, I think they're in so year, two, year two of 12, 12 or, or whatever it is. Ten more years with them. It's, it's going to be hard to not start to hate Boise State a little bit because they're going to be good every year. It's going to be a tough game. You're there every other year, and they're here in Provo every other year. I love it. It's a great rivalry series. Uh, the BYU defense, I can guarantee, will be gunning for a big-time showing against Boise State, regardless of this year's rivalry status or lack thereof, because they gave up 30 points, 46 overall to Houston. And speaking of the D, it's time to rise and shout and get to what's trending. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic 1. Jekyll or Hyde, which defense? Here's BYU head coach Bronco Mendenhall on the defense doing just enough to get the W. We didn't uh, play well um, in terms of a few, well, a handful of mistakes or two handfuls of mistakes, but we made enough plays to, to win the game. Two handfuls of mistakes. And that's probably an accurate description. You can go in that and watch the film of the BYU-Houston game, and you can see a number of glaring concerns that BYU has. Uh, that were made on special teams. Defense had some big-time breakdowns. But we're going back to what we talked about yesterday. They found a way to win, and it's so much better to learn after you get a win. I love it. And we've been t- what have we been talking about with this defense this year? They do a really good job in all facets of the game, except for forcing turnovers. And the last th- three of the last four games, they've scored off turnovers uh, in some way. I guess the safety is sort of a turnover, not technically. But BYU's defense was even in turnover margin with the number one team in the country in that category. BYU brought it. The first and last plays for Houston's offense were interceptions. The question a lot of people are asking right now is, well, is BYU's defense, should we be concerned about it? Like, were we exposed enough that we should, we should kind of be freaking out right now? Uh, and I asked Alani Fua on the sideline Saturday post game if giving up 46 was something to worry about. Um, not not at the moment. I mean, we got we got the win, and that's all that matters. But come Monday, I'm sure uh, the coaches will have a lot of things to tell us. Like I said, if you win, it becomes at least a little bit somewhat of an afterthought. Like okay, and. You certainly feel better because you're leaving Houston with a victory after a crazy game and things didn't, not everything went right. But I'm saying that I agree with Alani. Yeah, there's 46 on the board, but it's not all on the defense. And I know you've got some statistical backdrop for that, Jeremy. And first, I want to mention this. Bronco Mendenhall yesterday, uh, addressing the media, said he thought that 69 yard touchdown pass, he thought there was clearly offensive pass interference on that. So there's seven Did points. You? Yes, there's seven points. And then number two, it's, it's BYU's fault, but on 3rd and 22, you give up, one, a first down, but then also a touchdown. The guy what? scores. There's yeah. 14 points. It's a, it, this would be a moot point, you know, but those plays happened. They happened. 
statistically, what happened on Saturday? An anomaly for BYU's defense. The last 33 games, going back to the start of the 2011 season, BYU has given up 30-plus, a total of four times. Four times. Including the Houston game. BYU was 0-3 in those games coming in. 2011. And I'm talking specifically the BYU defense. If there's a pick six or a special teams touchdown, I'm not counting those. Specifically the BYU defense. I want to know how many teams not named Alabama have that kind of, uh, I guess... And even then, they've played Texas A&M and given up a bunch of points. Yeah, that's true. They they gave up a ton to Texas A&M. It happens. It happens. So the 2011, BYU gives up 40 against Utah, 38 against TCU. 2012, 35 against Oregon State, and then 30 against Houston. That's it. That's it. Is there another defense not named Alabama that's had that kind of defensive consistency in that time frame? I I can't think of one off the top of my head. And the point I'm trying to make here is I'm not concerned about points allowed for the BYU defense. In fact... I quickly looked through this, so I'll have to go through it again just to make sure, but I believe that's the most 46 points allowed by BYU's team is the most points allowed by BYU in a win since 1994. BYU beat New Mexico 49-47. 19 you gotta, you gotta go back years. almost 20 years. Woo! That's how rare Saturday is. But So I'm not worried about the BYU defense going forward. It's not going to be 7-6. to six. On Friday night against Boise State like last year. But I don't think that the BYU defense has been torn open. Craig Bills didn't play. So Alani Fua is kind of playing your almost like a nickel back in that situation. Blake Morgan was starting it free. Bills is going to play in the game this week. I think the BYU defense will be just fine. ESPN college football expert Trevor Maddich joined BYU Sports Nation with some national perspective from Bristol, Connecticut yesterday. And he, too, feels that you have to look beyond the box score when you're assessing BYU's defensive performance on Saturday. First of all, in terms of points, there was a kick return for a touchdown by Houston. There was a pick six for another touchdown, and there was a safety. So there's 16 points right there that are not on the defense. And then there were a couple of long touchdown passes. Now the defense won't use that as an excuse, but plays like that ended up padding stats and padding score in a way that was completely off schedule. But at the same time, BYU's defense didn't get lit up the way the box score might seem to indicate. ESPN's Trevor Maddich again was on BYU Sports Nation for a Maddich Monday. And don't get don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there aren't concerns on the BYU defense, especially right. in the secondary. They they are there, and uh, the weaknesses were exposed by some very good receivers from Houston and a capable freshman quarterback in John O'Corn. So the concerns were there, not ignoring them, but BYU's defense that. Given what happened on Saturday, when you look at that, that does not happen often. It just doesn't. The front seven is so good that it helps some of those weaknesses in the secondary. And, you know, when you, you if you can win and still learn in a tough environment, tough experience like that, it's, it's great. The defense is not going to get worse. They can get better after an experience like that. Yeah, and it, it's interesting to look at the personnel that's being used. We've talked about how the secondary... Uh, had major injuries uh, in fall camp. Yeah, well, there's no Jordan, Jordan Johnson. Johnson, Adam Hogan, Sam Lee was supposed to come in as a JC guy and compete there. So instead, you have Sky Pove, who's overcome uh, tremendous uh, injuries to play at one side, and then Mike Haig also playing. These are two guys that are fifth and sixth year seniors that have overcome injuries. They shouldn't even be playing on this team. They've worked hard to come back and play. They weren't going to be playing a ton, I don't think. If you have these other guys in there. So they're doing their best. It is it is the weakest part of that BYU defense, but typically BYU's done a good job of kind of hiding that. So that is a concern still, 
but I like BYU's overall defense. And we should give credit to Robertson Daniel, who's done a nice job as a JC transfer. Mike Haig had a huge sack. He says he's getting his legs back, and it but feels he blitzes good. blitzes off the corner and stops him. Huge play in that game. And then Sky Povey has taken a lot of criticism for his, for his uh, performance against Houston, but he did not stop on a play that went for like a 69-yard pass or whatever it was. tackle He tackled the guy at the three, and it ended they missed up— a field They missed goal. a field goal. So if Povey doesn't get on his horse and chase down that guy with Daniel Sorensen, that doesn't happen. So the secondary deserves a shout-out for that. We move on to topic number two now. Topic two. Uh, hashtag protect taters. Here's BYU quarterback Taysom Hill on understandably being tired and sore after Saturday's shootout. I'm a little tired, um, a little banged oh, really? up. Yeah, a <laughs> little tired, a little banged up, but uh, nothing major. Sunday was a big recovery day for me, and uh, I'm, I'm feeling good, ready to go. Taysom Hill in studio with BYU Sports Nation yesterday. Jeremy and I saw a picture of Taysom's leg with some... Uh, what do you? What do you? What's the official term of that? The turf burn. Turf right? burn. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we call it turf burn. It, it happened was in the first quarter. Gnarly. Like, uh, okay, so put your hand out flat. That much skin ripped off and just straight red. I, his, and, and he had a fat lip in for the studio second straight and, week. He's got a bloody fat lip. Uh, turf burn. Obviously, his muscles are, and he's got bruises all over his body. But you know what? He's he's like we won. So it feels good, and Sunday was a great day for me. He said he wished it would have been a little bit longer, but the kid's a warrior, man. Um, but the concern is, how long can that go on? Eight sacks. He took a ton of hits. 115 plays. 100. Ties an FBS record. I, I'm, I'm guessing that BYU does not want that every game. In fact, I know they don't want that every game, and you can't expect that from your quarterback or you're going to wear him into the ground. Yeah, that's uh, that is concerning for uh, Taysom Hill, but I do like I do like how tough Taysom Hill is, and as long as he continues to be able to play effectively, and we don't, I don't want to see what we had last year, which was, oh, BYU's best chance to win is with a guy that's hurt. I don't want Taysom to get to that point. So that's what the concern is: is that he's being hit too much, and of course, sacked too much. He gained one ninety four, and then lost. Uh, you know, on eight sacks, sixty to seventy yards, and so those were those could have been some extra yards, and then put that the game maybe isn't close if you have a, another score or two with fewer sacks. A shout out to Cougar Stats on Twitter. They they sent out uh, an interesting tweet this morning saying that every once every eight point four plays BYU is giving up a sack, and that's one hundred and sixth nationally out of one twenty three. Yikes! So yeah, a matter of utmost importance. And BYU's five and two. And they're, five, they're five and two. Yeah. Wow. Virginia had their way with BYU. Of course, Houston, as questionable as their defense was in the secondary and as many yards they give to BYU, they found a way to change their scheme and get to Taysom. So head coach Bronco Mendenhall has some serious things to discuss, and he's certainly not okay with giving up eight sacks for his quarterback. They were uh, big considering the 80 yards and the extra toll it takes on Taysom. When you throw it as many times as we are throwing it, um, protection is going to be tested. And with over 115 plays, we're probably ready for, I don't know what percentage of those at a high level, but probably not 115. Those are ridiculous numbers. I'm okay, they tie an FBS record with 115 plays, but how many yards does Taysom Hill rush for without those 
Eight sacks. 194. <laughs> 194. He could have gone, if Mitch Matthews catches that deep ball and BYU gets another first down or two after that, he could have gone 500 through the air, 200 on the ground. <laughs> Unbelievable. It, it makes it a unique experience and performance for him because the numbers are so staggering. Uh, but again, I think if Taysom passes for between 250 and 300 and rushes for between 75 and 100, BYU is not going to lose many games. He's averaging 350 a game, eighth in the country in total offense. He's doing a lot for BYU. The danger there is relying on one guy. That, that's the high-risk, high-reward part of this offense is, what if Taysom Hill gets hurt? Then what? Because you're relying on his ability to create plays with his feet a lot. And now his arms emerged. So here we go with Taysom, protecting Taysom Hill. It's bigger than just sacks. It's let's keep him healthy. The offensive line took their pounding on Saturday. They, they, they took a, a beating both verbally and physically. They did enough, and Taysom Hill has credited them with, with making plays when they needed to. Uh, but that's an interesting relationship he has with them because he's, he's getting beat up, but at the same time, they're the guys that protect him. So uh, he, wa- he wants to praise them. He knows they need to be better, and he spoke more on that. We can't give up that many sacks, and uh, part of that's on me, part of it's on the guys around me. So uh, we need to, to clean that up, and uh, it's been a focus going forward into Boise State. No surprise that that is probably issue number one being discussed for Robert and I and Garrett 2J and Taysom Hill and all of the BYU players uh, that are involved in the offense is that we've, we've got to do a better job protecting Taysom. And it's like Taysom said, not all of it is on them. He held the ball. I can think of two or three occasions where he just held on to the ball too long. He steps out of bounds in a critical situation near the end of the game. There's, he's, he's getting pressured and he throws it, but it doesn't get past the line of scrimmage, so it's intentional grounding. He's really good when he makes a decision and goes for it. I, I, I think he's grown a lot in that category. And, and here's the thing, too. With, so when he drops back to pass and doesn't see much and he scrambles out for 8 to 15 yards or whatever, that's kind of where he makes his living, right? Where he can make those plays effectively. But the, there's also the risk of getting sacked. Yeah, getting sacked. Well, it's, with him running outside of the pocket, too, you can't really put the onus on the offensive line for Taysom taking a hit. If he's moving outside of the pocket, then he, he leaves himself open to take some of those hits as well. So. Or get up field for a gain. So it, it, is, it is a little risky. By the way, is he the Mormon Manziel? Taysom oh, Hill. Well, well. You know, you Johnny might, Football, the way he makes plays when it's kind of breaking down. You may be on to something there. I think there were some nicknames, nicknames tossed around on Twitter. <laughs> the Mormon Manziel. <laughs> Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, Boise State rolling into Lavelle Edwards Stadium with the backup quarterback at the helm. But you should still be worried. The backup quarterback, Blaine Fowler, joins us next. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, friends. BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Join the show's growing Twitter following at BYU Sports Nation. Did you miss True Blue last night? I know you didn't, but I'm talking to the listener. If so, <laughs> watch it on the BYU TV Android or iOS apps right now by using the newly installed DVR function. This is sweet. You just open up the app, you click on More, then DVR Past Events. Boom, it's right there. You can watch more BYU TV content quicker with the DVR function now. So let me give you an example. Friday night, 
the Boise State football game is going to be played. Let's say you missed it on ESPN for some reason. Why would you? But if you missed it, you can watch the BYU TV game day replay live that night. Or Saturday morning, you're like, oh, I want to watch that again. Just go to the app, pull it up. You can watch it on your phone. You could be working out doing it. It's awesome. It is pretty swift. You know, I've I've spent some some good time with that. That is that's pretty cool. I don't think I've never seen anything like it. To be quite honest with you, and go back and watch. You can watch Jim McMahon, Steve Young, Robbie Bosco, Ty Demi, whoever you want. So John many classic games. Awesome. So if you're going to waste your time on the internet, that's where you should waste your time. And we all do. <laughs> oh. Jerem Jordan, some Twitter question updates uh, in regard to in the next five years. Who will be the biggest rival, Boise State or Utah State? Taking Utah out of the equation, yes, we know, we know. Nobody can replace the Utes. But in five years, who's the bigger rival, Utah State, Boise State? At CalGTR says, close, but Boise State, their program will continue to play at a reasonably high level. Not sure about USU. At hint BW, don't think either will be true rival. Even if we don't play them, Utah is our rival, no one else. And again, that's we're throwing Utah out of the equation. And the updated poll results on BYUTVSports.com to quantify it look like this: sixty-five percent Boise State, sixty-five percent to the Broncos. Don't get mad, Aggie Nation. It's not over yet. Blaine Fowler up next with us here on BYU Sports Nation. And Blaine, not sure the best way to describe watching that game on Saturday. It was madness. The game was so up and down and at times excruciating yet awesome as a BYU fan. I was with Dave Nixon and, uh, and Alema Harrington during the whole time. We were sitting next to each other watching it. It, it was excruciating. That's a good word for it. We, we just kept looking at each other and going, come on. Like somebody make a play and and put us out of our agony here and uh, yeah that was too much. Alema said that his blood pressure was a lot higher and Dave said he aged five years. So. <laughs> wow! And it had multiple effects on me. It wasn't good. Alema hasn't aged, so that couldn't have happened to him. That's why it happened to Dave. Exactly. <laughs> I I was really impressed with this uh, this game for the BYU offense more for BYU's ability to score points and pass in this game than I was in the Texas game because I felt like wow BYU has a really good rush offense. But Texas, uh, you know, was porous, and BYU took advantage of that. Um, BYU's grown in the passing game, and I think this was an example of of that. Taysom Hill uh, shined in this. And Texas came into that game and had a bad plan to defend the run. They had a bad plan. So from a schematic point of view, it was not. It was a very poor game plan, and BYU took advantage of it. Didn't have to throw the football. Texas has better athletes than Houston. And they're going to have a good season now because they're starting to game plan a little bit better. But but Houston has, you know, they're going to be up there in the top three teams athletically, especially team speed that BYU will see this year. And they had a good plan for BYU. And, and BYU's balance in this game and ability to throw the football really showed. They've matured in the passing game just light years since the beginning of the year. And, and I think it's partly... Um, that, that Taysom's just settled in. His footwork's gotten better and better each week, so he's calmer. I think they've you know they slowed down for a period of games. They're they're getting quicker again and worried about execution rather than getting plays off in 13 seconds. And that, you know they get an NCAA record 115 plays in this game. Yeah, they still tied but, the FBS yeah, record. But but they they don't seem in as a, much a hurry. Like Taysom Hill's taking time to make good pre snap reads and to know where he's going, and he's getting confidence in his receivers, and it helps to have Cody Hoffman healthy. But play in point, the touchdown pass to Skyler Ridley. I, he came to the line of scrimmage. Taysom did, 
took his time, looked over, took a look at Cody Hoffman, realized that it was man coverage, but his guy was 10 yards off of him. Looks over to Skylar Ridley and says, hey, wait a minute, he's got no help deep, and the guy's playing three yards off of him. That, that's where I'm going to go. And, and he took the time to think through it and then threw the ball to the right guy and had the confidence that he would catch it. Early in the year, they were in such a rush, he might have just come out, taken the snap, and thrown it to Cody Hoffman into coverage in that situation. So so they're executing at a much better level now, and I think the game has slowed down for Taysom Hill. Blaine Fowler joining BYU Sports Nation, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. So much has been said about the fact that BYU won the game. They've, they've struggled to win close games in the recent past. So how much weight should the fan base and really Cougars all over the country place in the fact that they found a way to get it done? It builds a lot of confidence, not just in the fan base, but Taysom Hill, in his mind, he's got some confidence. He gets in that situation again. He's going to go, hey, we've done this. We've we've done this. More importantly, his teammates will have confidence in him now. Now, one game doesn't make a complete difference. That gives them some, but they do something like that again, which they may have to this season with the kind of schedule they're playing. Then you start to... The legends start to be built, and teams start to just think that they just win those kinds of games all the time. It, you know, I hate to say "hey" when we were playing, but but back when Jim McMahon was playing quarterback, and I was just young then, um, you know, the attitude was you'd get the football back down by five or six, and the other team would score to go ahead, and you'd look up the clock and go, "Oh, are these guys just?" Idiots! They left like a minute twenty on the clock. Jim McMahon will certainly score in a minute twenty. How stupid can they be? They should have run it three times before they scored because now they're going to lose. And certain, you know, Jim McMahon would go out in the field and go into the huddle and go, "What are these guys, idiots?" I mean, that, that's what he would say. These guys are idiots. They just we're going to go down and score now, and everybody would go, "Yep, that's what we're going to do." And bam, 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 right down the field and score. Same thing with Steve Young. Same thing with Ty Detmer. But it takes a couple of games like that Houston game. For everyone to just expect that, hey, we just go down to score in these situations, no question. That was uh, that's amazing. I, I can I can envision Jim saying that a bunch of idiots. Here we go, let's go, and then he reels off the play. When you look at what Taysom did individually, of course it takes a team uh, to do it, but just the seventh player in FBS history to pass for four hundred, rush for one hundred. Of course, he's the first BYU player to ever do that. Ninth in total offense in a game for, in BYU history. That was uh, that was up there in performances we've seen as a quarterback. What did you think of Taysom Hill's performance? Yeah, it was incredible. One of the best quarterback individual performances I've ever seen at BYU, and I've seen some amazing ones. But the combination of him being the run guy when Jamal Williams got hurt, you got to remember Jamal's their number one run threat. He's an every down run threat. Taysom's their number two run threat. And so when Jamal goes down, all of a sudden the focus goes. He knows, and everybody knows. Well, he's going to have to produce more in the run game. He stepped up, produced in the run game, but but kept his production up in the pass game. Now here here's the here's the downside of that. They can't expect him to do that every game. That that's way too many touches for him. You know he's going to touch it every time when I say touches. Way too much responsibility on him. He can't have that many rushes and be responsible to carry the team throwing the ball like that every game. Now there'll be seventy eight touches. Yeah, if that's you will. and in, like a quarterback touches at all one hundred and fifteen plays. But where he is the primary guy, where he's either running it. Or throwing the football 78 plays, that is way too many for him. Now, once in a while to win a game, awesome. And and, that, and it becomes one of the greatest performances of all time. But week in and week out, he will wear down if, if they expect him to do that much. So they're going to have to get some more production out of the other guys and not expect him to do so much in the run game. And I think as this team matures... We'll see his rush yardage come down a little bit, and I think his pass yardage will stay there and his efficiency will just get better and better. 
BYU now moves ahead to Boise State. Very capable Broncos team. Uh, a team that uh, found a way to win despite their starter, Joe Southwick, breaking his ankle on the first play of the game. At that point, does it become harder to game plan for a new guy, somebody you don't know, or how does BYU approach this game? Uh, in, in BYU's favor is the fact that, that Grant Hedrick played all game. Joe, Joe Southwick broke his ankle on the first offensive play of the game. And so... They have a whole game of tape. This isn't like uh, Brett Ratliff coming in the Utah game and BYU completely planning for a drop back game and, and Ratliff just running all over the place and didn't even know who he was. So, so they or have Cody Vaz last yeah, year, right? Oregon exactly, State. Vaz. So they have a game film on him. They know about his high school. Hedrick was a guy. His senior year, he threw for twenty five hundred yards and thirty four touchdowns. Had one interception, mm. and he also rushed for fifteen hundred yards and seventeen more touchdowns. He was the Taysom Hill in Oregon. He, he was the Oregon player of the year. His junior year, he threw for 3,500 yards and rushed for 1,200. And so he's a true dual threat guy. BYU knows that going in. They've played against some good dual threat guys, and they, they'll have a game plan for that. It, but it will be very different than the game plan they would have had going into a game with Joe Southwick. They would have gone in. He's more of a pocket guy. He's He's got some escapability, but he's not going to hurt you running the football. The good news is they're going to prepare all week for Grant Hedrick. It, it, it's, it's, it's for BYU better that he got hurt early and they saw and they know who they're going to go against. Uh, I think they'll manage it just fine. BYU has been much better with mobile quarterbacks, running quarterbacks, in the last couple of years because of the speed they have at outside linebacker, you know, on the edges. Guys just can't run away from them and break containment as easily as they could in the past because, hey, Alani Fu's going to run them down. You know, a guy named Kyle Van Oyen is going to run him down. And Hedrick's a really good athlete, but he's not going to outrun those two. When you look at the stakes for this game, BYU's going to own the night on Friday. Uh, everyone's going to find out what the result of this game was because you're the only game on ESPN. Uh, I like the fact that it's BYU and Boise State, and I like the fact that BYU has a bye after it going into Wisconsin. But with that said, if BYU can win this game and then buy into Wisconsin, they have some major momentum that could take them uh, into the top twenty-five, should they be able to win the next two games? I think it's I think it's huge. What do you think, Blake? Yeah, no, I think it's a big, big game, and it's a game that they should win. You know, before Southwick got hurt, my feeling on Boise State was that they were a little bit better offensively than they were last year, but not close defensively to what they were last year. Last year, they were number eight in the country. They finished year number eight. I think they were even higher than that when they played BYU in scoring defense. They were a top fifteen pass defensive team. They were top fifteen total defensive team. And you know we know how good BYU was defensively last year. So it shouldn't be a surprise that we had a game like we had last year. Well, before Southwick was hurt, I thought they were better offensively, not as good defensively. So I expected that this would be a higher scoring game than it was last year. Now with Southwick out and BYU having a scouting report on Hedrick. I would expect them to be able to shut Boise State down a little bit more than maybe they would have. And I think that their defense is is a little suspect this year. Um, and you can throw the football on them. They lost two really good corners to graduation last year that could just lock people down and allow them to blitz. And they got after it last year. They're one of the top teams in the country in sacks. They have 18 this year, so that's not bad. They're always good up front on both sides of the ball. But they're just not quite as good in the secondary as they were last year. And So I, I think BYU scores more. Than they did, and BYU's more than better. six. Is that what yeah. you meant by that? And, but but I'm, a lot more. And, <laughs> and BYU, I think, is head and shoulders better offensively right now than they were at that point last year. Last year was such a struggle on offense. Taysom Hill comes off the bench, the only player from Idaho, leads them to potentially a game tying drive. BYU goes for it and misses it. There was a lot of drama in that game. Ziggy's coming out party. 
Um, this this is just the beginning of this this long series with Boise State that I think is going to be awesome. The goal line stand. The goal line yeah, stand. That was yeah. huge. Yeah. I'm Bronco running around like a crazy man. I hadn't <laughs> seen him that flabbergasted until after the Houston game the other night. Then he's, you know, he was kind of. Taken re- back by that one. That dance, man. He yeah. revisited that area. That's for sure. <laughs> well, and remember, Boise State comes in here thinking they own the state of Utah. They, they've won 20 straight games against Utah teams. And so and only three of those have been BYU, four wow. are the University of Utah. So seven of those 20 are BYU and Utah. So they're, they're 20 straight. They think they are the big brother and the state of Utah is the little brother. And they, they've pummeled Utah State, Southern Utah, and Weber during that time. Um, BYU is the closest that anybody's come last year with that game up there. So, so they think they have the upper hand. They're coming in here thinking, hey, we're, we're the big brother. We're going down to the little brother, and we're going to take it to him. And Chris Peterson is an outstanding coach. He exudes confidence, and it shows in his players. So he's going to have them thinking they can come down here and win. All right, wrapping up with Blaine Fowler here on BYU Sports Nation. Kyle Van Noy tweeted out this earlier this week, and I quote, I'm calling all BYU fans out. The seniors have two games left in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Friday night lights. Let's get that place sold out and loud. End quote. Blaine, bold prediction. Is it going to be a sellout at LES? I think it will be a sellout. I think it will be on Friday night. What else are you going to do? I mean, if, you're, if your own and it's child... it's Boise State. Yeah, if your own child is playing a high school game, that's your only excuse. You go watch that. And then and listen in. But if your if your child's not playing a high school game, you need to be at that stadium. It's a big revenge game. It's a national game with national implications. It could be the game that launches BYU into top twenty five, you know, into that realm. And so it's a big game. And it's hey, Chris Peterson's gonna come in without his quarterback. We're gonna see double reverse passes, flea flickers, onsides <laughs> kick, fake punts. It, it, fake onside yeah, kicks. Fake onside. <laughs> hey, can he, you do that? <laughs> he will pull out all stops. He knows this is a big game, and he's that kind of coach. If you want to see an entertaining game, this is going to be it this week. Cougars and Broncos, Friday night, ESPN National Stage, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. Blaine Fowler, we thank you for the time. Good to be with you guys. Blaine Fowler, also a star in one of the Kyle Van Noy commercials on BYU TV. YouTube it. If you haven't seen it, it's fantastic. Up next, how is Jamal Williams' health after the hit pointer put him out at Houston? And will he be okay for Boise State on a short week? Jamal in studio next to answer those questions. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Tyler Haas, and you are in BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Go Cougs! Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Quick reminder, BYU TV has limited rebroadcast rights to Saturday's shootout at Reliant Stadium in Houston. If you missed the game or even part of it, or if you just want to enjoy the dramatic, excruciating, and invigorating win for BYU again, I do. you can watch it tomorrow night, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Mountain, on BYU TV. No video on demand rights, meaning we can't put it on our website. So check it out on BYU TV. It'll also be rebroadcast Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Hey, Wednesday night, BYU Hoops is on BYUTVSports.com. Watch the men's basketball team in the Cougar tip off, Spencer Linton and David Nixon. Yes, I said David Nixon on the call. It starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, airs live on BYUTVSports.com, not on TV, the Houston game. We'll be on TV, and then you can catch the Cougar Tip-Off live online. Stream one, watch the other, right? Yes. It's that easy. And I'm, I'm willing to bet there are more than a few people that have done that before. I know you've done it before. 
I do it all the time. <laughs> Who's the bigger rival in five years, Boise State or Utah State? That is our Twitter question today, and the updated results are... 66% Boise State. Okay. I'm not surprised, especially asking it this week. We'll see after the game. I, you know what? This would be interesting in two weeks to ask again. Yeah, or if BYU had lost to Utah State this year, you know that, that, that also throws another interesting twist into it. But it's all subjective, isn't it? Be editorial. Send your tweets to at BYU Sports Nation. The one and only Jamal Williams in studio. Now rocking some serious fashion. Looking fresh, my friend. Jamal, a huge win for BYU against Houston, especially the way you guys got it struggling and then had to come from behind to get the win. What was the bus and plane ride like after that win? It was happy. <laughs> Everybody just happy. Glad we came out there with the win. So, um we we still have we feel we still have things to work on and we're just grateful that we came out with the win and to see how our offense did in our last drive shows that we're improving and we want to win and we want to um, be the game changers and help out our defense. This is the eighth week of the show. I want to acknowledge the fact that Jamal's our. S- First repeat in-studio guest. Boom! Jamal Williams, repeat in-studio guest. You were the first guest in-studio on the show ever. Did well, you realize that? I don't want to brag or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for coming in again. I, I want people uh, on the road or at home to know what uh, Jay Swag Daddy's wearing right now. He's got a pink beanie with... It's kind of got the tassels like they're uh, kind of the hair, you know what I'm like, saying? Like Wendy's. Like, like Wendy's, Wendy's, exactly. You love pink. When did you start loving pink? Oh, I just like colors that stand out, I guess. Um, probably since high school. I've always been known as the person who always wear like the, the crazy things. Uh bought me some Uggs. Finally got some Uggs now since for the winter, so I'm getting there. <laughs> you bought Uggs? Yeah, Uggs. What color? Oh, they're just the typical okay. brown. I'm trying not, to, not pink. Not pink. Oh, either. if they were pink, I would find some. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Van Noy said he, he, he'll probably throw them away if I forgot me some pink Uggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamal Williams joining BYU Sports Nation. And getting back to the win and just how emotional the roller coaster that it was. Let's go to the moment where, where Taysom hits Skylar Ridley on that back shoulder throw. Skylar's a guy that kind of flies under the radar. So was there some added excitement for you as a teammate watching him make that play? I was extremely excited. I was on the sideline jumping up and down in pain for my hip. But I was so excited when he caught that ball. And just to see everybody on the sideline, you could tell that we, we're all a team and we care for each other. And to see everybody celebrate when one person – scores is a tremendous um team effort because not a lot of people have that have that same feeling for each other when they are not the ones scoring so when i see a teammate score i'm excited no matter what everybody's excited so when he got that touchdown everybody just went berserk on the sideline (laughs) we tried to calm it down so this time we won't get a penalty for too many people (laughs) on the field I think Coach is okay with that one. You mentioned your hip. Uh, you started the game off with a great drive. Uh, you dive into the end zone. When did your, your hip pointer take place, and how are you feeling now? Um, it was at the end of the second quarter. We had a, a outside run to the right, and I just got a helmet straight to my hip mm. area, and it was right on the bone. So um, I was getting up slowly. I felt it, and um, the next play I, I came out, and I had the doctors check on it. 
And um, while they was checking on it, I was, I was thinking to myself, like, do I really want to go back and, like, hurt this some more? And, oh, I see Kyle Van Noy looking over. He's like, he fine. Let him go back in. He'll <laughs> go in there. Let him finish the job. Let him do what he needs to do. And just having him talking be like, to go out there and finish the drive have, gave me the just the motivation to go back out there and, and I scored again and then I come back on the sideline. <laughs> he looks at me and be like, you're welcome. <laughs> I, was, I was like, thank you, Dad. Thank you. Two touchdowns on the day. And it, it, how are you in preparation for Boise State? Will you practice? Yeah, I'm going to practice. Uh, it's not a lot that you can hold me out of. No matter what it is, I'm still going to practice. No matter how bruised up, it's just me getting my body prepared for it. So either that's more icing or ice baths, massages, or just stretching. If that's what I was needed to help me get ready for the game, then so be it. Which hip? It's the left one. Left hip. Okay. Yeah. What's a hip pointer like for those that don't haven't experienced one? Can you can you quantify that? It's like taking a hammer and just slamming it right there on your bone. That sounds delightful. Oh, I, I know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> sounds delightful. Well, not too okay. Let's it's like slamming your hip right on the edge of a, a countertop. Oh yeah, okay. That one. No. Not awesome. Yeah, that's for the, the squeamish people. I can't say hammer. So <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of brutal yeah. hammer hammer to the hip but no that that makes perfect sense well uh, jamal you had a great game and, and you played through pain your team like getting back to saying that you just found a way to win was there ever any moment in your mind of, of worry or stress like we might lose this game or, or did you just look at Taysom and think we're gonna win it's just you you have those moments um where you think so probably like probably like at not at halftime, but when they got the score before we had the last field go to make it 38-34. And you have those those thoughts in your mind of, hmm, we might lose. But the good thing about it is you think about it and you you recognize it, but you don't let it affect you. So you just go on with your game and you do your game plan, you can win. You just got to be positive. You could recognize the the negatives about your game and what's going to happen, what ifs. But if you stay in the present and you do your job, then you always come out with the victory. Four-game win streak now, Jamal. Uh, trying to go for five against Boise State on ESPN on Friday night. This is a big opportunity. This is a team that uh, Boise State won last year, 7-6. to six. How excited are you guys to try and go for that fifth win in a row against a team that beat you last year? Um, we can't wait. We can't wait to go out there and and play another game of football. Actually, so and it's it's Boise State. Um, my brother goes to Boise State. He's That's right. Corner cornerback. T- so tell us about him. What's his name? What position does he play? Dante Dion. He he was number thirty last year, but this year he's number five, and he's been doing pretty good too. I've been watching him. And how much does he play? He plays a lot. He plays a lot. So you two will meet on yes. Friday <laughs> on a, on what, occasion. What's that going to be like? It's going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Last year it wasn't that weird because we um, we didn't we both really didn't get that much playing time. But this year we're actually playing a lot, so it's going to be real weird because you know football requires a lot of trash talking, and <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what, what I'm going to say. 
I'd be like, hey, brother, how you doing? <laughs> and and you are not going to say that. <laughs> hey, brother, go, how's it going? <laughs> go back to the huddle. I, I can't trash talk my own brother. <laughs> Get some, brother! <laughs> I don't know what to say. I ain't, I don't know what to say. Probably just wave at him. Like, hey, <laughs> good luck out there. Just We're don't hug him, okay? Just, do, just don't give him a hug on the field. Right. In the middle of action. That'd be a little weird. Although it would hey, be funny. Man. Hey, man. Hey, brother. It. I'll do it. <laughs> Who, uh, who's stronger out of you two? Oh, it's me. <laughs> he's that, like, that's most important, right? Yeah, pretty much. But he's the oldest. That's the problem. But it's whatever. Okay, so the brothers collide. Boise State, BYU, Friday night. ESPN national audience watching. As Jerry mentioned, BYU going for five in a row. Jamal Williams, always a class act. Pleasure to have you in studio, my friend. Hey, can can I give a shout out? Absolutely. Yes. All right. Here we go. You might want to hold on to your seats for this one <laughs> or go to sleep. It's going to be long. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to my mama, Jayla, my sister, my uncle Bo, um, Auntie Karen, Auntie Davis, Mimi, Trishina, uh, DJ, Yana. Um, he wasn't lying. Boo, Yane Coleman. She's in Philadelphia. Whoa, okay. And she's a 76er cheerleader. Nice. Yep. Been working hard. Let's <laughs> 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 uh, see. My other sister, Annika, my dad, uh, my dog, Day Day. He's still alive. Unfortunately, he's getting old. Okay. Is, he li- is he listening right now? Hopefully. <laughs> to the show. Okay. Um, uh, my other dog, Snowball. That's Jayla's dog. I would have never named my dog Snowball. <laughs> you wear pink hats and that have hugs. That doesn't count. <laughs> he's a little dog, okay? Okay. All right. Um, my brother, other brother, Nico, um, Bernard, my high, old high school, Summit High School. I ain't going to name them all, but they there. Um my head coach, old high school head coach, Coach Burrell, okay. Coach Crutchfield, Illinois, Eleanor Roosevelt High School. That's where he coaches at now. Okay. Um, Not the Eleanor Roosevelt? Yeah, I was wondering if you were giving a shout-out to presidents from the past or something. Oh, of course. Shout-out to Robert George Reagan. Washington. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, who else? Um, Marshall Falk. He's my favorite. Okay. Steven Jackson. St. Louis Rams. All of them. And God, that's impressive. That's my a friend. good one to end on. Yeah, that is and that is a good one. To th- end this on. is just a preview of the future show coming on BYU Radio. Shoutouts with Jamal. <laughs> I'm so serious. We should do that. We'll get some music. <laughs> we'll, we'll you know pick some of your favorite tracks. Okay. We'll uh, we'll throw it underneath. And, My tracks. Yeah. How about we just do instrumentals? Instrumentals. Yeah. We have hip hop instrumentals, right, Jerem? I think hip hop and BYU works. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is instrumentals. That, that... We don't want words in them. BYU we can't have those Jamal congratulations again on the win against Houston good luck against Boise State and we wish you a speedy recovery on that hip pointer oh thank you thank you oh yeah and J Swag Daddy with two G's not one one G would take you to a place you don't want to (laughs) go two G's just make sure (laughs) wow Jamal Williams in studio. We appreciate the time. 26 shout-outs by Jay Swag Daddy. <laughs> George Washington and Marshall Falk. The whole spectrum covered. That's why we love Jamal Williams. We have some fantastic tweets about his Uggs as well. We'll roll those out next. Not to mention the Cougar Whip Around. Plus today's Rise and Shout. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. 
This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. B to the Y to the U Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Basketball. I love it. Wednesday night, BYU Hoops <laughs> featured on BYUTVSports.com. Watch the Cougar tip off with Spencer Linton and David Nixon on the call. It starts at 9 p.m. Nice. Eastern and airs live on BYUTVSports.com. Mark your calendars for Wednesday. Also, Brandon Davies, unfortunately, waved by the Clippers yesterday. In other news, Jimmer Fredette exhibition. He's doing well. Three games played, two starts. 13 points a game, 3.3 assists per game, 58% from the field, 62 from three-point land. Jimmer! Soccer. The 25th-ranked Cougars beat Loyola Marymount 2-0 last Saturday night. Erica Owens named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week on Monday. BYU now heading to the Great Northwest for games against Gonzaga Thursday. And a huge matchup with first place and highly ranked Portland on Saturday. Women's Volleyball. The 19th-ranked women's volleyball team has won 12 in a row. Believe it! After a pair of wins last week, the Cougars play at Pacific and St. Mary's Thursday and Saturday. Today's Rise and Shout, that's easy. It goes to Jamal Williams for his 26 Rise and Shoutouts during Shoutouts with Jamal. (laughs) That included the St. Louis Rams and George Washington. What the heck? I love it. His, and I both love, of his dogs. Both of his dogs. Snowball and... Day-Day. And Day-Day. Yeah. Oh, Very that nice. Kid, that kid I, is fantastic. I love Jamal Williams, man. That guy is so funny. He has so much personality. I love how honest he was, too. At any point, did you think, you know, hey, we're going to win this... We will win this game. Or he said, you know what? At halftime, I looked up and thought, we might lose. The honesty. He doesn't have that athlete kind of shield like we take one game at a time, 100%, 110%. I love it. Kyle Van Noy's story was fantastic as well. Comes out, he's got the hit pointer, and <laughs> coaches are kind of like, well, you know, should we, should we pull him out? And Kyle says, let him finish. He's fine. Goes in, scores another touchdown, <laughs> comes back out and looks at Kyle, and he's like, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and says, thanks, thanks, Dad. <laughs> That's great stuff. Final poll results. In five years, which team will be considered more of a rival to BYU fans? 66% Boise State. Over Utah State. Broncos coming in Friday night to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. 6 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff, 8 p.m. Eastern. It will be live to a national ESPN audience. Back to Jamal's Ugg boots. I got some fantastic tweets about the size 13 Uggs he will be rocking throughout the winter on campus. Uh, One coming from his mom, Nicole. He wanted pink ones. Thank goodness they didn't have a size 13. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, Kyle, if Kyle saw pink Uggs, he would find them and throw them away. Yeah. That was really funny. Okay, also, uh, I said, earlier on, I sent out a tweet that said, we may discuss Jay Swag Daddy's new Ugg boots. He's the only dude at BYU pulling that off. And I got one from at Hobo Cita that says, only because Jake Caressa graduated. Jake Caressa, former BYU offensive lineman, apparently is into the Uggs. Wow. Now that one surprises <laughs> me quite a bit. Uh, a couple tweets as we wrap up BYU Sports Nation here in reference to our poll question about more of a rival the last five years. Uh, at Lyle Scow says, Utah State, they have an actual history with BYU. Nothing will touch Utah, though, no matter how much they try. Get to a couple more, Jerem. At uh, Corey Hatch, if BYU can beat Boise for a few consecutive years, it'll turn into a great regional rivalry. You know what? I can't disagree with that. Yeah. And of, by the way, of all the series that BYU has scheduled with Notre Dame and Wisconsin, all these teams. My favorite is the Boise State game. I love being able to play them every year. I love it. It's a quality game every single year, and it's one for one 
five times, uh, six times over. So you get six games with them at home. Good, awesome. Good chance at least one of those teams is going to be ranked every year too. Yes, the way things are going. Big thanks to our guest Jamal Williams. Oh, he's in prime form. Blaine Fowler as well, and everyone on our BYU Sports Nation crew, producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, BYU Radio Station Manager Don Shaline, production assistants Alan Miller and Spencer King, and our engineer Aaron Evans. Check out archived episodes of the show on demand every afternoon at youtube.com slash BYU Radio. For Spencer, I'm Jerem. You've just listened to BYU Sports Nation. Boom! <laughs>